0: We're homies or something. Because he cut a dude, We, 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 we shared a special moment. <laughs> I don't know. I love that scene. Shut up, both of you. I don't care.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fliction. This is the top five edition of our podcast. And this week, we are counting down... In honor of The Hateful Eight being in movie theaters as we speak, our top five favorite Quentin Tarantino scenes of all time. The Hateful Eight was Tarantino's, well, it's billed as his eighth movie ever, um, although technically he has nine. Kill Bill is divided up into volume one and volume two. And I think, uh, at least for this list, I, I always list them as two separate movies. I don't know how you guys do it. Uh, But we're just going to count down our top five favorite Tarantino scenes. Um, You know, his movies are famous for having memorable scenes, whether it be because of dialogue, whether it be because of action, whether it be something. Yes, violence, visceral, gore, whatever it may be, something shocking, disturbing. uh, But he creates memorable scenes, love him or hate him. You can't deny that he leaves an impression on you. So these are our top five favorite Tarantino scenes of all time. I don't. I don't think there is any stipulations, right? Um, I don't even no. know how there could be. I no, mean, actually,
2: coincidentally, I don't have one movie that's repeated in my top five.
1: I have um, one movie that's repeated. I
2: mean, it's certainly understandable. It's just kind of coincidence. I'm on that is coincidence. Um, the way it worked out, but I. But no, I don't really think there is. We mean, have. How, how do you define a scene, right? To right. Me it's,
1: yeah, and, and that could be it. Could be a moment, almost. You know, it could be a it could be a thirty second scene. It could be a yeah. ten minute scene. Whatever it may be. Um, I will say it was really hard for me to not make this like five Pulp Fiction scenes because um, it easily could have been <laughs> some good ones. Uh, there's so many good ones in Pulp Fiction. I mean, I've, it's just brim to brim um, of great scenes. But let's just jump into it. Jacob. Yeah. Your number five.
2: Uh, my number five is what I call the bags. With Don Johnson and Jonah Hill in Django Unchained.
1: That's awesome, and I love that I love the because t- I was curious how you guys because I have little titles for all of mine too, so I'm curious to see the titles.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's uh, Django Unchained is one of my more favorite uh, Tarantino movies, and it's because of scenes like this where you have all the Hicks who are you know they're wearing their KKK outfits yes. and they're about to go after you know uh, you know Doctor <laughs> Doctor Schultz and and Django and. And they just sit there, and they're like, well, damn, these bags. Like, who, 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 who made these? Well, Jenny. Well, don't talk about them. And then they start getting real flamboyant in their yes. actions about it. And It's just like, I can't see fucking shit out of this thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and no, no, nobody brought an extra bag, you know.
3: Damn. I can't see fucking shit out of this thing. We ready or what? Oh, hold on. I'm fucking with my... Oh, Oh, oh shit. Uh, uh, just made it worse. Who made this goddamn shit? Willard's wife, you make your own goddamn match. Look, nobody's saying they don't appreciate what Jenny did. Well, really, if all I had to do was cut a hole in a bag, I could have cut it better than this. What about yeah. you, Robert? Yeah. Can you see? Not too good. I mean, if I don't move my head, I can see you pretty good, more or less. But when I start riding, the bag's moving all
4: over, and I- I'm riding blind. Yeah.
3: I just made mine worse. Anybody bring any extra bags? No, nobody brought an extra bag. I'm just asking. Do we have to wear them when we ride? Oh, well, shit fire. If you don't wear them as you ride up, that just defeats the purpose. Well, I can't see in this fucking thing. I can't breathe in this fucking thing and I can't ride in this fucking thing. Well, fuck all y'all. I'm going home. Now I watched my wife work all day Get 30 bags together for you Ungrateful sons of bitches And all I can hear is Criticize, criticize, criticize From so now on Don't ask me or mine for nothing
2: They're just really going after each other It was just so unexpected that It just kept going on and on and on and on and on, and on. Um, Just the dog Before they even left to go try and lynch them And then you kind of I, don't, I really don't even include this in the scene, but when you do add them on the horse race and they're knocking each other out. Oh, then, yeah. You know, that's it's even so more great. so to like the, the, them being sort of imbeciles or being written like they're just a bunch of hicks.
1: Which I love, um, you know, because he's kind of tearing down the KKK right. by making them out to be such huge idiots, which <laughs> yeah. is great. And he takes something that... And it's also kind of cool because you know the KKK. I'm going to get like serious about this, but you know they've always they're a scary hate. You know, well, they're,
4: they're, they're, they're they're pure evil, white,
2: white dominance, and yeah. and they'll do whatever they have to do to make sure it stays that way.
1: But he. M- Makes it really funny. Like he oh, makes yeah. the whole thing so funny. He makes him so stupid, but the scene is so hilarious in a movie that's really serious. it's Just
2: like how they just start just nagging on their their pillow bags, yeah. and they talk that much about a, a head a head cover. It was great.
1: That's a that's a great great. <laughs> that's a great choice. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When I was making, and I love Django too. I didn't even think of that scene, and I wish I would. I didn't have. either, but that was a great that's scene. A, you know. That was a great choice. Thank you. Uh, Rachel, your number five favorite Tarantino scene of all time.
0: I gave my number five to the martial arts scene in Kill Bill. Nice. Um,
4: That's my
2: honorable mention. The black and white.
0: I actually had the one where she's in the yellow suit in the middle of. Thing about the
1: martial arts. Yeah, I know. I mean, that could be. That could be so many different. (laughs) I always think.
0: Well, to to me, it's obvious which one because it's the one that stood out to me. But there's
1: a huge centerpiece scene, and the 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 one one.
0: where she has the yellow suit on, and she's got the the swords, and she just like and
1: she's fighting the badass Asian chick. Yes. Yes.
0: Oh wait. And the guards.
1: So the the
2: crazy. So the crazy idiots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then when it goes black and white, when she's fighting them. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we are talking about are the talking same scene. scene. Yeah.
0: Uh, that one that always stood out to me because I, I if Crouching Tiger was out when this happened, I don't know. I hadn't seen it either way. It doesn't matter. This was kind of the first time I had seen that kind of martial arts scene done. It's been done yeah. a few more times since then, but it seemed really like super cool the first time that i saw kill bill well
2: what was so cool about it for me is just that he because he chose to go black and white like that movie well, like most of his movies are violent there's a lot he had so much color and 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 got even in animation going on in kill bill yeah the colors and for kill her to great. you know kill 88 people in black and white and you don't see the blood yeah. you don't see the red that goes behind it yeah it was actually in in one way it's it's anticlimactic, but at the same time, it's very brave, bold, ballsy. Uh, and I respect that. You know, it's like he almost gives you what you want, but just like, no, nope. because right. yeah. he can. I thought it was very creative.
1: It was really creative. That's good. And really effective. Uh, that's a yeah. That's on my honorable mentions list as well, Rachel. Good choice.
2: Kill Bill, the volume one came out in 2003, whereas Crouch and Tiger came out in 2000. Okay, just yeah. so you know.
1: I hadn't seen it. Well,
2: so the listener knows.
1: And it was so over the top, purposely. Like, And, well, it's and he Tarantino, loves those so. Asian, you know, fighting movies. And well, so it was like kind of his homage right. to that. Just like Death
2: was... Proof, it was his homage to, to Asian fighting or uh, martial arts. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, my number five favorite Tarantino scene is Bring Out the Gimp from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> now, here's what I love so much about uh, this scene. Of course, we're talking about the scene where uh, Bruce Willis... Marcella Swalice, they're fighting out in the streets, and they get both get pulled in by these pawn shop owners, and uh, so, so, okay, so let me get to why I like it so much, it was the first time I, this was my first experience watching Tarantino, Reservoir Dogs came out first, but I hadn't seen it, I saw Pulp Fiction in the uh, movie theaters, and I was uh, 17 years old, and... I mean, this was, like, mind-blowing to me to see this movie. It was, like, a game-changer <laughs> for me. Yeah, Well, it was a game-changer for, for everyone, but especially me. Um, and it was the first kind of, like, opening up the window into Tarantino of seeing something so completely shocking and disturbing. When Bruce Willis, you know, there's a lot of, like, humor, and he's he's mixing humor and shock and violence all at once so well but when he's picking out his weapon, when Bruce Willis decides to go back to save yeah. Marcellus Wallace, uh, because you think he's going to leave because they hate each other at this point, <laughs> but the, you know he gets out, he escapes. But even though he's got beef with Marcellus, he decides to go back and save him from these scummy white trash pawn shop owners. And so he's, pit- which you think is <laughs> awesome, anyway. He's Like, oh, that's awesome. He's going back. That's badass. And right. then he's like picking out his weapons and like seeing what he wants to choose. There's all these different weapons he can choose from the pawn shop, uh, and then he goes down. Well, when he it, it
2: just like what it becomes more and more and more dramatic. That's yes. why. Like yes. What can inflict more pain? And, yes. And just when you think he's picked up a chainsaw, he <laughs> sees a katana blade. Yes, which was so know? awesome. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> that, was so, I forgot that that It so, was that so
1: part. great. And then, um, and then he, but then he goes down to the basement or whatever and you hear the music and you hear these noises and it's building up the suspense so well. You're like, what is happening? Something bad is happening. That gimp was freaky. Something's going on and he opens that door and you see them.
2: You don't want to believe what you think is happening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
4: No, nah, man. I'm pretty fucking far from OK. What now?
3: What now? Let me tell you what now.
4: I'ma call a couple of hard pipe hitting niggers to go to work on the homes here, with a pair of pliers and a blowtorch.
3: You hear me talking, hillbilly boy?
1: I ain't through with you oh. by a damn sight. I'ma get medieval on your ass. Bing Rames, who in this, you know, he's a yeah. fucking beast of a man. And he's getting butt raped by these white trash idiots. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it is shocking. But then you go from that and then Bruce Willis saves him, which you love. And then the I mean, classic w- medieval. Line. That's what I was going to say. Maybe One of my favorite lines of the whole movie is I'm about to go medieval on his ass. Such great <laughs> delivery. It I love, love that scene.
2: I mean, it's what you said about being names too. Like he is such a you know a big presence. Like yes, you know, and to see him put in that situation, it's just like whoa, we just went there. Yeah, and I mean that. And Tarantino has gotten to where he can, I won't say get away with that, do that. It, it's something that only he can do. Yeah.
1: And that scene would be shocking even now because they kind of show it. I mean, they, you see sure. like the butt moving, sure. like, you know, deliverance was always so famous because of, you know, the squirrel Cheers. like a pixie, mm-hmm. but you don't see anything. Right. This, the door literally opens and you see the motion of the ocean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 and and it's shocking, but yeah, you're right. Tarantino gets by with it. Yeah. Uh, and here I am, a straight guy, and my number five favorite scene is a dude getting butt raped. But uh,
2: it's more so the uh, the payoff of the weapons. It is, it is. It's awesome. <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. Zed's Zed. dead. Yeah, and that's
1: the, that's the kind of the final chapter of that which is awesome. Uh, Jacob, your number four favorite. Uh, Tarantino scene of all time.
2: I think this is my most random one out of them all Um, I've always loved this scene it's eating breakfast in Reservoir Dogs Um, No, that's a great choice. Yeah personally for me, I waited tables for eight years, so it's more specifically it's when Steve Buscemi is talking about tipping and how he refuses to do it and pretty much everyone at the table is like, how can you say that? How can you argue that? And and they both go back and forth and while Buscemi well again, this is all the writing and and the dialogue, but you know, he's just being a, a prick. You know, everyone that I hated about you know waiting tables, trying to justify why you would or wouldn't tip. A, a, you know, a waiter, someone who's getting paid two dollars and seven cents an hour. And you know, as as a as someone who's been in the restaurant industry, it's just like I hate that guy.
3: All right, everybody, cough up some green for the little lady. Come on, throw in a buck. uh Uh, I don't tip. You don't tip?
1: No, I don't believe in it.
3: You don't believe in tipping?
1: Do you know what these chicks make? They make shit.
3: Don't give me that. She don't make enough money, she can quit. I don't even know a fucking Jew would have the ball to say that. Let me just get this straight. You don't ever tip, huh?
0: I don't tip because society says I have to. All right, I mean, I'll tip if somebody really deserves a tip. If they
3: really put forth the effort, I'll give them something extra. But, I mean, it's tipping automatically. Uh, It's for the birds. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're just doing their job. Hey, this girl was nice. She was
1: okay. I mean, she wasn't anything special.
3: What's special? Take you in the back and suck your dick. (laughs) 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 I'd go over 12% for that.
0: look, I ordered coffee, right? Now, we've been here a long fucking time. She's only filled my cup three times. I mean, when I order coffee, I want it filled six times.
3: Six times, well, you know, what if she's too fucking
0: busy? Words too fucking busy shouldn't be in a waitress's vocabulary.
3: Excuse me, Mr. Pink, but the last fucking thing you need is another cup of coffee. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I mean, these ladies aren't starving to death. They make minimum wage. You know, I used to work minimum wage, and when I did, I wasn't lucky enough to have a job the society deemed tip worthy. You don't care if they're counting on your tips to live? You
1: know what this is? It's the world's smallest violin playing just for the waitresses.
2: And all the while, I believe the camera is pretty good about spinning around the table, not just during the tip scene, but when they're also talking about, um, you know, like a version, what it really means. And then even when Harvey Keitel takes Joe's book away from him and, and talking about, um, Oh, Toby Wong. And, you know, just the the little details in that. it's a good long, about 10 minute scene, probably total. Yeah. Just full of dialogue. And that's actually you know, it's the very beginning of the movie yeah. where they're still kind of getting to know each other. And so they're kind of, you're getting to know their personalities a little bit too before really the shit hits the fan later on in the movie. Yeah. And you really you would think that these guys would know each other in an everyday life, you know, that they were actually friends and buddies until we actually kind of find out later in the movie that they don't know each <laughs> no other not associated yeah. in any way. So, you know, Steve Bashimi great in that scene, as frustrating as it is for me, you know, I say as a waiter, but yeah. it's a great scene, a fun dialogue.
1: You know what this oh. is, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, it's right. the world's smallest violin. playing I just did for that to Brandon the other, the other day. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know what, though? It, uh, that, that was actually originally on my list. I okay, love this. Cool. I don't think it's random. I think it's. No, you know, it is a great I, scene. And that's a great scene. I
0: think Reservoir Dogs was the first Tarantino movie that I saw. And yeah, that it, gave it's me. the
1: first Tarantino movie there was.
0: Well, that didn't necessarily mean that it was the first one well, I yeah, saw. Well, I yeah. Mean, she was like three, so. Uh,. <laughs> 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 But that gave me an appreciation. Like this guy can really write. This guy is really good with dialogue. Like, that that has always stood out to me. Notice that particular it. scene. Yeah. yeah, it's a great scene.
1: Uh, no, that that's a great great choice. I actually, uh, I actually played that for Misty earlier tonight. As I was going through the different scenes, it's like oh, I gotta watch this one again because I I love that scene so yeah. much.
2: I I actually always thought it was cool that in Swingers when. Um John Favreau gave kind of a nod where, like the slow motion walking scene yes. from Reservoir Dogs, which is right after the breakfast scene, yes. where they're slow motion walking down. The- I always So yeah. that was cool, and then they redid that in uh, in Swingers as well. Yeah, anyway,
1: no, that's a great, great choice. A little trivia, uh, Rachel, your number four favorite Tarantino scene of all time.
0: Uh, my number four is the one that I attributed incorrectly. The other, the other podcast oh, to Christoph Waltz when he was not in it. Yes, Inglourious Bastards. <laughs> oh. the, the the scene where they're playing the game, uh, the game of cards, and they're sp- aren't they supposed to, uh, I'm asking. The basement The basement scene, the basement scene yes. yeah, where they're playing the game so and they're have, trying you have, you to you identify the pop yeah. culture uh, person that they are. And right. then really the implication. It, it just got so intense that they were going to figure out that there was a, uh, I'm not good with words. Well,
2: okay, it, it start it starts with the card scene. So you have <laughs> like the German uh, officer who comes over and joins their table. Right. First off, they didn't know that they were going to be in in the bar when they went down there to have this little meet mm-hmm. and greet, and so he comes over uninvited and he's kind of jumps in with the game and. And uh, everyone's very like, hey, why is this guy even here? Mm-hmm. And I only know this much because I just watched a scene before we came out tonight. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you're refreshed <laughs> on this because I and did not rewatch this so it's,
2: scene. So it's two parts. It's one part trying to figure out if he's King Kong or not King Kong. And then the second yes. part is when they say, all right, well, let's have a, a round of drinks. And fastbender throws up his finger like, hey, We'll do three shots of scotch and it's how he did his three fingers, which gave away. Right. You know, Americans do it like this or actually he's British and then Germans and give three like, like, that, right. like the umpire does it. So and then it goes from there. So if you want. To- Thank you. I'm so
0: great glad you cho- were refreshed. Choice, on. Jacob. Yeah, Jacob, you did a fantastic job. You did so good with that scene. I, Even though I'm doing a terrible job tonight that scene does stand out to me. Cause I remember it being really tense, like watching it in the theater. I was like edge of the seat, nail biting. It was a really, really tense scene. And again, a very, very strong dialogue scene. Cause really nothing, nothing is happening, but everything is happening all at yeah. the same time. Well, it was just so,
2: it was, what was so cool about it was that, you know, they were spies in there, you know, about to exchange information. And the Germans that are in there are celebrating one of their officers having a baby and they're getting drunk and they're having a lot of fun. Right. And, you know, our, our, our guy, our, our, our good guys are quiet, they're you know, on edge, they're aware of the situation. And so the audience is on board with it like wow this could get really bad and then it goes there and of course then when it comes to everyone pointing guns at each other's crotches you right. know and then yeah. everyone dies except for the father of the, of the newborn right? It was just like whoa because you lose fastbender that quickly and there were some yes. pretty yeah. cool characters that we had from like the Bastards crew that was in that scene that also died it's like I wasn't ready for that guy to die yet yes. yep. you know you had the hot blonde actress who's in there it's like whoa wait a sec of course she <laughs> ends up living out of it but I mean, it was a. It's my number three, so I'll just go ahead and get that. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you're doing a really good job. <laughs> it, it, was, it was just a really, really fun, intense, intense, high dialogue scene. Yeah, I mean, and it actually kind of cool where, like, you know, it's all in German. Yeah. up Until he gets called out, and then at the very end of it. Um, Oh uh fast just goes, I'm gonna go out speaking to Kings. Yeah You know he goes goes straight to his British voice and drinks a scotch and then yes. they basically all shoot each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a cool, cool scene. And it's actually right in the middle of the movie, if not yeah. early in the movie. Yeah. yeah.
4: Well if this
3: is it, old boy. I hope you don't mind if I go out speaking to Kings. By all means, Captain. There's a special rung in hell reserved for people who waste good scotch. Seeing as I may be rapping on the door momentarily. I must say, damn good stuff, sir. Now, about this pickle we find ourselves in. Would appear there's only one thing left you to do. And what would that be? Stinklitz. See how feeders feed
1: us into your Nazi boss. So. That's, no, that's a great show. I actually, uh, it's in my honorable mentions, and I had a hard time leaving it out. I just liked another scene from Inglorious Bastards a little bit more. But it, hearing it described makes me want to watch Inglorious Bastards. I know again. what
2: scene you're talking about, but to me, that's the best scene in Inglorious Bastards.
0: It's, it was pretty dang close. Yeah. I know
1: what scene you're talking about, too. Well, whatever. You guys don't know Jack. My <laughs> number four favorite scene of all time is from *Inglourious*. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> is, uh, is actually from Kill Bill Volume 2. Now, Kill Bill Volume 2 is, is kind of on my lower end of favorite Tarantino movies. Um, but this one is Buried Alive. I don't yeah, know if you guys that was
0: remember- a That was a great moment. Is that with the toe...
1: No, no, uh, no, are I, you thinking of wiggle your toe? Wiggle your toes? No, no, no,
0: no.
2: Never mind. Go ahead. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, no, this was where Uma Thurman's character, uh, the bride, was. She wakes up and she's in a grave. She's in a. She's in a casket, and she's buried alive. And she talk about intense because it was such an intense scene. And I don't know if it's from my own. Um, uh, Fear. I, I think that would be like the scariest thing that could happen is being buried alive. Are you claustrophobic? Not really. I mean, do
0: you have to be claustrophobic for that to be a really freaky thought? I mean, it's just such a yes, scary I'd thought.
2: More so I think burning would suck, but,
1: but burning would also burning, suck, but burning you're going to be over
0: yeah, pretty I quick. Can, buried like alive, this. you could be in there for a while before you died.
2: Well, I could be. I'm a heavy guy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: but the bride, of course, is a badass, so she uh, she kind of wiggles around. She's got a light, and you see you see her kind of panning through the casket. She ends up getting out, and she actually... Spoiler alert. Sorry, she breaks we'll, through. We were going to
4: spoil
2: a couple things, yeah. She, yeah. she breaks through.
1: Vassbender dies. <laughs> Zed's dead. <laughs> she breaks through the dirt. The reason I picked it was just because how intense it was. It and was. How suspenseful it was. And also, and, and I will say this, Probably because I didn't love Kill Bill Volume Two nearly as much as as most Tarantino movies. This was the one scene that really stuck out as really memorable and intense and suspenseful to me. So it stands out in my mind more. Um uh, and I did think it was a cool image when she kinda of breaks out of that and then she goes on her you know that's what sets her free to go on her rampage. So that is my number four. Jacob, and and oh, and let me say this, the other reason I include it, because it's the only Tarantino scene that you'll see included in any list that has no dialogue, because that's what uh, really makes Tarantino true. so great yeah. is his dialogue, and there's no dialogue, obviously, in this at all. It's just all the uh, setting. Jacob, your number three favorite Tarantino scene of all time. The
2: basement scene.
1: That's right. Rachel. Uh, <laughs> Thank what, goodness it was though, right? Yeah, or oh, that would have been true. a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, what uh Rachel, what scene would you like uh Jacob or myself Jacob. to explain for you? <laughs>
0: this one I'm pretty good on, but feel free to jump in. Uh Pulp Fiction, the Mia and Vince dance scene. Yeah. And really it's it's all the dialogue before that. It's the dance, it's the you're just going to jerk off and go home. It's it's that entire, I mean, oh, I know that's not all together, but just that entire part of their relationship. But in particular, we'll just go with the dance scene.
1: Well, it was so, it's iconic, one. And then it was also kind of breaking the wall of the movie. It's seeing John Travolta, who originally got his fame because of Saturday Night Fever and right. Grease, <clears throat> seeing this comeback mode 50-year-old John Travolta dancing again. was kind of a cool movie moment. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for is a world famous Jack Rabbit Slim's Twist Contest. Now this is where one lucky couple will win this handsome trophy that Marilyn here is holding. Now who will be our first contestants?
4: Right here. Want to dance? No 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 no. no, 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 no. I do believe Marsalis, my husband, your boss, told you to take me out and do whatever I wanted. And now I want to dance. I want to win. I want that trophy. Right. So dance good. All right. I'm here for our first contestants. Now let's meet our
1: first contestants here this evening. Young lady, what is your name?
4: Mrs. Mia Wallace.
1: And, uh, how about your fella
4: here? All
1: right, let's see what you can do. Take it away! Uh, and it's a it's a becoming a classic movie moment it, it is,
0: is. I, I think that's what most people think of there's a lot of things to think of when you think of Pulp Fiction but I think that that one definitely stands out yeah. as, I'm as glad one of the two of
2: y'all brought it up because I certainly th- considered it but there's other things in Pulp so a lot of other yeah it's really it was, yeah we considered well, it but we thought of better scenes than you we think about 10 you. scenes in
4: <laughs> that's cool maybe <laughs> that, you can describe another mind. one
0: to me
2: later well like no. as far as like kind of like an iconic pop like you know shot there's the image the image there's the two of them dancing there's probably uh, Vince and um, Jules Jules like both pointing the, you yes. know, right. the gun down. you know yeah. side by side that's, that's a big one yeah you know so it's right there
1: um, I do want to say though like specifically about that whole, you know, because you can talk about the whole scene of that, that basically chapter, but it, really that whole diner part. Is the really diner part. To me, I include like, that
0: with the dance. The $5
1: milkshake. Like, I love the yeah, $5 milkshake. That's yeah. go, a, as a
0: f- milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> good milkshake. <laughs> uh, no, I include yeah. that with the dance. It's not just the dance. Yeah. It's that whole scene and the dialogue. Yeah. It's fantastic.
1: And Sibushimi has a nice little fun uh, right. five second That's cameo That's in that. Uh that's that's a great scene. Uh, my number 3 favorite Tarantino scene of all time is from Reservoir Dogs. I originally in this spot had uh Jacob's The Tipping. Uh the tipping scene, but I ended up going with the arguing over names. I love that scene. <laughs> I love that, <laughs> that scene. That is a so great much. scene. <laughs> it's so great because here you are, they're going over their their master plan, you know, they they're, they're going to hijack you know, the, they're gonna have this robbery and all that. It's supposed to be like these are supposed to be like hardened criminals. They're supposed to be badasses. And here he is giving out, you know, just, just random colors. Mr. White. Yeah.
2: Mr. Blonde. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and here they are acting like a bunch of teenagers arguing are you you know, over. No, no, not they
2: Steve Buscemi again. Oh, like, he steals the show in this movie. Steve Buscemi is too good in this movie.
1: He is. It's like, why are you
2: coming Mr. Pink? That sounds like Mr. Pussy. Because you know? <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> you're a faggot. That's why. <laughs> I mean, look, we just played this clip last week in our ensemble. So that's why it's pretty fresh in my mind. Yes. It is a great scene. And then Nick Tarantino comes in like, well, at least you're not Mr. Brown. That sounds, sounds like, like, Mr. like Mr. Shit. <laughs> Mr. Shit. It's a really cool scene. It is. It's a great scene.
4: I
1: love it. It's just, it's in a movie filled with these these criminals who who have all these there's a lot of humor in it I thought it was the funniest scene in the movie here are your names Mr. Brown Mr. White Mr. Blonde Mr. Blue
3: Mr. Orange Mr. Pink why am I Mr. Pink? because you're a faggot (laughs) alright why can't we pick our own colors no way no way Try it once and doesn't work. You get four guys all fighting over who's gonna be Mr. Black. But they don't know each other, so nobody wants to back down. No way. I pick. You're Mr. Pink. Be thankful you're not Mr. Yellow. Y- yeah, but Mr. Brown, that's a little too close to Mr. Shit. Well, Mr. Pink sounds like Mr. Pussy. How about if I'm Mr. Purple? I mean, that sounds good to me. I'll, I'll be Mr. Purple. Yeah, not Mr. Purple. Some guy on some other job is Mr. Purple. You're Mr. Pink!
0: Who cares what your name is? Yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're Mr. White. You
3: have a cool-sounding name. All right, look, if it's no big deal to be Mr. Pink, you want to trade? Hey, nobody's trading with anybody. This ain't a goddamn fucking city council meeting, you know. Now, listen up, Mr. Pink. There's two ways you can go on this job. My way or the highway. Now, what's it going to be, Mr. Pink? Jesus Christ, Joe. Fucking forget about it it's beneath me you know i'm mr pink let's move on i'll move on when i feel like it
2: yeah and i i don't know the actor's name who plays joe but his delivery cuz he's so good at being strong and he is and you know i don't know grunting low voice whatever he got gruffy yeah gruffy yeah and his delivery is on so much that's
1: it's it's great it's perfect and he's yeah. the he's the perfect spoil to them. they are all acting like a bunch of kids. Yeah. Well, especially Bushimi. Yeah. but I mean, they're all arguing or whatever. And he's like, he's basically having to be like a, a babysitter. Like these guys <laughs> were yeah. supposed to pull off this heist for him. Yeah. You know, millions of dollars on the line <laughs> And potential violence and all this stuff. And they're arguing over colors. Yeah, it's yeah, hilarious. Sure. He's, like, he's
2: like, just give me Mr. Purple. I was like, no. Some other <laughs> guy in another job was Mr. <laughs> Purple. You're Mr. Pink. Now, what's it going to be, Mr. Pink? And he's like, all right, fine, Joe. It's, it's beneath you. Uh, Let's move on. <laughs> so great. I love it That's so That's an much. excellent choice, Brandon. Thank Good you. job.
4: Thank
1: you. Uh, Jacob, your number two favorite Tarantino scene of all time.
2: Okay. My number two, I believe. I personally would think it's the number one Tarantino line of all time, which is the Ezekiel twenty five seventeen citing yep. by yes. Samuel yeah. Jackson, yes, yep. and uh, in *Pulp Fiction*. So, yeah. I mean, where do you start with this scene? I think it's iconic on so many levels. I yes. think Samuel, this is, I mean, this is where Samuel Jackson is so appropriate for or. Can, or only very few people can do what Samuel L. Jackson yes. did in this role. This yep. is probably the the role, the uh, the role, line that got him his Academy Award for Supporting Actor.
1: It's it's really what made him a star. I mean, this is really right. what turned Samuel L. Jackson to a household name.
2: Right. So, I mean, sure, a lot of people out there who are religious might know, like, you know, my name is the Lord when uh, I cast my vengeance upon thee. But you will know, oh, you know, my name man. is the <laughs> Lord when yeah. I cast. I mean, it's uh. just one of the coolest Yes. Lines I've ever heard in a movie. I mean, it's. I mean, just not lines. Just the way it was projected, the way it was. Um, the way it was delivered.
1: Delivery was delivered. great you, on it. I mean, because the writing is so top notch. Right. But if you put that, it it's the perfect you know marriage of writing and acting. Right. Tarantino can write this brilliant screenplay, but if you don't have Samuel L. Jackson right there, if you have a lesser actor there, or even an actor who's good. Or even great, but can't deliver that like it needs to be delivered. It's not going to have the same effect. Yeah. Yep.
2: And let's talk about the scene and the whole scene in general, not just where he just scene. talks about the sequel twenty five seventeen, where you go to this apartment of three guys. Yes. And first, it looks like these guys they just plucked off, like you know, in the in the film room or something. Yeah, they're a bunch you, of they, like a bunch of chumps. Yeah. And um, you have uh, Jules and mm-hmm. Vince. Yeah. Vincent. And they're, they're sharp black suits and they're, you know, they're, you know, well, it's actually it's all jewels, but, you know, be intimidating and, you know, I don't know, help me out here. Just oh no you know, the, trying to hash it down. They're talking about like, you know, describe what Mr. Wallace looks like. That's a great scene. Oh, you know, gosh.
1: You know, that well, say, what say, say what again? Say what again? Do they speak English at once? <laughs>
2: I mean, it's so cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, then you have the guy that pops out of the room and fires <laughs> off the bullets. Yeah. And you have you know them just looking at themselves like, right. did we? Not, how did we not get shot? And yeah. Then you have that classic shot from the poster. I mean, yep. it's just the whole apartment scene in general is great. But yes. then you add on the Ezekiel 2517 and it's the most commanding scene in the entire movie.
1: Absolutely. 100% agree with all that. Yep. Great choice. Rachel, what is your number two favorite Tarantino scene of all time?
0: My number two is from Reservoir Dogs, and it's the ear-cutting scene. And this may be my Michael Madsen thing. Just...
1: (laughs) You like, said in the other podcast when we were reviewing Hateful Eight that you have a soft spot in your heart well, for no, Michael Well, no, but this... Because I love this <laughs> we were scene. Trying, we were trying to get to the bottom of it. Because, She's got a tender heart I, place in her heart for Michael Massa for freaking cutting off in the because ears. Because I dear, love this dear. scene dear. so
0: much. It yeah. was so... It was so... stuck in the middle
1: It's a perfect with an song, ear cutting. Uh,
0: yeah. It was just so opposed from one another that I don't know. It just like... Really hit me in the right this, spot, and I love
2: that. This explains so, like Rachel's tastes so
4: says, I'm often. You know, I'm like, forever, I don't, I don't
2: like romance, whatever. But I love when that guy got his hair cut
0: <laughs> and, off, just
4: stuck in
1: the middle.
2: Like, and Mr. Blah was just dancing around, having a good time. <laughs> that's that's oh, actually, I just love it.
1: That's what makes <laughs> it so great, though, is how much joy he's enjoying
2: it
0: so much. How, how good, much
1: fun he had doing it is what really sells the scene. I mean, yes, the music yeah, I mean, he, and the visceral vibe. I mean, it's the most memorable man. scene from the movie. It's the most iconic scene. It's the most memorable scene. Um, but the pure glee on his face and he's dancing around. It's yep. really what makes yep. the whole scene.
0: Yeah. You want to talk more bad things about me? It's a great scene. <laughs> well, yeah, a,
1: There's lots of great scenes, but you like have a crush on the dude. Because
4: I don't have a him. crush on him.
0: I, I just feel like. We're homies or something. <laughs> oh my I don't god! Know. We, we, he cut a dude we shared too. a special moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love that scene. Shut up, both of you. I don't care. It's still my number two, and I
1: still love it. Uh, no, it's a great choice. It had to be, it, is it it's, though. I mean, it's if this was most the top five most iconic Tarantino scenes. This should that would be a no-brainer. So I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you brought it up. I
2: don't know about that, but I'd say it'd be up there for I'll sure. I, I think the uh, the <laughs> soundtrack you you just mentioned it. The soundtrack that goes with it is so key to that scene because it it's is. so. Oh, it wouldn't have been the same. And,
1: and, uh, it was the perfect song mean, and for just that.
2: Bouncing back and forth, yeah. uh, it was awesome. It's
1: <laughs> it's probably the number one song I can think of off the top of my head that anytime I hear it, I can't disconnect. The I song can't either. From Lime and the and That uh, would be mine.
2: Oh, that's another good one. Same um, movie actually. Too. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. But for me it's stuck in the middle. Anytime I hear what, that song I What about I the
2: opening music to Pulp Fiction? Yeah, that's true. I can't I can't separate <laughs> that, that from well. the podcast. Uh,
1: well. <laughs> my number two favorite um Tarantino scene of all time is from Inglorious Bastards. You guys said that you knew it. Opening scene. The opening scene.
0: The thing that introduced us all to Christoph Waltz. Yes,
2: the hawk and the eagles. The hawk hawk and the rat story. The
1: hawk and the rat story. It is so intense. That scene is so intense. Honestly, and I'm I'm not making this up. As soon as that scene was over, my thought was, this dude is going to win an Oscar. I didn't know who he was, but I was like, that was brilliant. Like, yeah, he he was was fantastic. He was such he was so menacing while so funny and so like lighthearted lighthearted that's what made it yeah. that's what, he was so lighthearted the entire time but the subtext of what he's saying was so freaking scary and here he is a nazi who is already in all of our brains as like you know the most evil thing you can be uh mm-hmm. you know during this time and what he's saying is so evil and scary and menacing and then when you find out, you know, you know, he's talking about the hawk and the rat, and like, you know, under the basement boards, and you know what's going on, under. you find out what's going on underneath there, and then you see why the father is in such fear, but he's trying to be strong at the same time. It was such an intense back and forth between those two. That scene is so, so good.
3: Now, if one were to determine what attribute the German people share with a beast... There would be the cunning and the predatory instinct of a hawk. But if one were to determine what attributes the Jews share with the beast, it would be that of the rat. The, The Führer and Goebbels' propaganda have said pretty much the same thing. But where our conclusions differ is I don't consider the comparison an insult. Consider for a moment the world a rat lives in. It's a hostile world, indeed. If a rat were to scamper through your front door right now, would you greet it with hostility? I suppose I would. Has a rat ever done anything to you to create this animosity you feel toward them?
2: Rats spread diseases to bite people.
3: Rats were the cause of the bubonic plague, but that's some time ago. I propose to you any disease a rat could spread, a squirrel could equally carry. Would you agree? Why? Yet I assume you don't share the same animosity with squirrels that you do with rats, do you? No. Yet they're both rodents, are they not? And except for the tail, they even rather look alike, don't they?
4: It's an interesting thought, Herr
3: However interesting as the thought may be, it makes not one bit of difference to how you feel. If a rat were to walk in here right now as I'm talking, would you greet it with a source of your delicious milk? Probably not. Hmm. I didn't think so. You don't like them. You don't really know why you don't like them. All you know is you find them repulsive.
2: Well, to me, like the story of the Hawk and Rat too, is such a precursor of what you knew was about to happen when they were about to, you know, let the guns loose. Right. Because, you know, his story of the Hawk is that, you know, most officers, they're going to go and they're going to look here, they're going to look there, whatever. But it takes someone who thinks like a rat, basically his character. Yes. To find where they actually are. Yes. And so, and it was so, again, so well delivered. It's just like, yeah, these people are going to die.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It was... You know, and you enjoy it. It's a weird feeling because you're enjoying his performance and you're being entertained by him because he's entertaining. Mm-hmm. But he's so scary at the same time. It's 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 a really fascinating watch. Like, you hate him, but you really like him in that scene yep. as well. Yeah, Jacob, your number one favorite Tarantino scene of all time. I have no idea what this is going to be. Well, I cheated a little on this is it going to be like from four rooms or something or, or no, no. true romance? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. He did write it. So, so
2: Quentin Tarantino wrote true romance. Uh, I love true romance, but the dialogue throughout the movie is so good. So I'm going to put the eggplant, huh, the Sicilian yes. eggplant scene. Yes. As my number one. I think this is one of the coolest scenes between Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper. Um, and you haven't seen True Ruins, right? Right, nope, Rachel. That is correct. Oh, All right, so the gist of it is, is that Christian Slater and his girlfriend have just visited his father, who was Dennis Hopper. They he gave him like he hadn't seen his father in years. He just said, "Hey, I just got married. We're going on our honeymoon." Father gives him like a couple bucks, you know, you know, says hi to his wife, nice to meet you, and they have like a nice time, and then they they drive off into the sunset. Well, Christopher Walken comes in with his. You know, gang of goons, and uh, he's Don Vincent Concotti is his uh, is his name. He's he's the Don of this Italian mafia, and he has a one on one conversation with Dennis Hopper while Dennis Hopper is surrounded by you know six other men, mm-hmm. and the whole thing starts. The whole thing starts where it's just like Christopher Walken's telling him like I can tell your tells or whatever, and so Dennis Hopper goes into the most outrageous story about how Sicilians became Sicilians mm-hmm. and it's that's why I call it just look, just look up eggplant okay. yeah. and true romance and yeah. and that will pop a lot of links will pop up and just where he goes with the story it's outrageous and, and ha- what happens between him and Christopher Walken like one it's perfect. It's, it's what you love about Christopher Walken. He is, oh, yeah, I love this guy, you know, yeah, the perfect scene for Christopher Walken in his, his kind of Italian accent. It just shines. I think it's his yeah. best role scene that Christopher Walken's ever been in personally. Yeah. it is a like cool, cool, just back and forth and what transpires. It's a, and it's actually for the most part, the only time you ever see the two of them in the entire movie. Yeah. But I think it's the best scene in the entire movie. It is. One of the better scenes of the 90s. Yeah. One of the best scenes since
3: 1998. You know, Sicilians are great liars. Best in the world. I'm Sicilian. My father was the world heavyweight champion of Sicilian liars. From growing up with him I learned the pantomime. There are 17 different things a guy can do when he lies to give himself away. Guy's got 17 pantomimes. Woman's got 20. Guy's got 17. But if you know them like you know your own face, they'd be lie detectors all to hell. Now, what we got here is a little game of show and tell. You don't want to show me nothing, but you tell me everything. I know you know where they are, so tell me. Before I do some damage, you won't walk away from.
4: Could I uh,
3: <clears throat> have one of those Chesterfields now? Sure.
4: You got a match.
3: Oh no, 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 I got, don't bother. I got one. You're
4: Sicilian, huh?
1: Sicilian. <laughs> no, that's a great choice. And I, I don't really think it's cheap. I mean, he wrote every word of that. So it was, that scene doesn't um, exist without Tarantino.
2: Tony Scott's the director of yeah. it. So.
1: It really is a great movie.
2: And there's a lot of really cool scenes in this movie alone.
1: You Brad can talk Pitt's about got a the Pitt cool little part.
2: In. Well, we'll just say like James Gagnolfini with... Um, um, Arquette. Yeah. Yeah. Patricia Patricia Arquette. Arquette. That's intense. It is. And really the one with, um, Gary Oldman and Christian Slater is crazy insane. This This is back when Gary Oldman did like just crazy characters all the time. And, and he plays like this, this white wannabe, you know, black guy. I don't know.
1: What's the word for that? Uh, wigger yeah 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 he does he plays a wigger yeah and he's so good at it he's not somebody you would think would play that but of course he does it really well uh val kilmer's in it as like the ghost of elvis presley who like comes and visits sold yeah (laughs) there's like
2: an awesome crazy shootout scene with feathers and cocaine everywhere at the very end of it like it's it's an intense movie and when you see it you'll be like wow this totally comes off like something tarantino would do
1: when you see it you'll be like This is the second best Christian Slater movie to cuffs I've ever seen in my life. That's saying a lot.
2: Balky, a perfect stranger, is in it. And he's got just blow all over his face. He does. Yeah. He's going to ruin my childhood. Um, No no pun intended on that remark, by the way.
1: (laughs) It wasn't the first or last time he had blow all over his face. (laughs) shoot.
0: I'm really going back and forth on this movie. <laughs> it's
1: good. <laughs> Rachel, your number one favorite Tarantino scene of all time.
0: Jacob already said it, thank goodness, because he's <laughs> a lot more on point than I am tonight. But Pulp Fiction and the Ezekiel scene. All the, right, I'm going to jump the in here because it's, it's
1: also my number one scene. I, I figured that you guys might listen. It is. Jacob said it perfectly well. I don't want to add too much. I mean, he summed it up perfectly. And it is the most iconic scene in Tarantino history.
4: You read the Bible, Greg. Yes. Well, there's this
3: this passage I got memorized. Sort of fits this occasion. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill
1: Really, the the only thing I wanted to add to it that Jacob didn't really say, um, one, uh, John Travolta's in the background. You know, Vince Vega's funny during this scene because, uh, you know, it's it's really a, a jewel scene. Yeah. But um, <laughs> John Travolta's kind of like the comic relief during it because he's just kind of like, oh, whatever. He's And he's just trying to smoke a joint. He's
2: piddling around in the kitchen. Yeah, he's piddling <laughs> around.
1: The, but what's, what's cool is, though, that's just – he opens up Marcellus Wallace's briefcase, which has become like this pulp culture, like cult what's phenomenon, in the briefcase? people what's in the briefcase? trying to figure out what's in Marcellus Wallace's. And, you know, that's the scene where he opens it. You know, it's just kind of a. Th- it seems like a throwaway at the time. Right. You're intrigued by it, but you forget about it kind of because so much other stuff is going on. But here in this iconic scene is, you know where you see the glow come out of Marcellus Wallace's briefcase. But the one thing I want to add that he didn't say, I actually called it the tasty burger scene because uh, no, I, love, I, oh, love I love that, that whole scene. piece of dialogue that where he uh, that, where he wants to have a taste that is one tasty burger. Do you mind if I have a taste of that cold beverage to wash down this tasty burger? Oh, I forgot that, that whole that's the Royale
0: right. with cheese. Is that the same scene? No, no, no. no, no. no. The Royale okay.
1: with cheese is is the beginning of the movie. And that's he's talking about you know being I in Europe. Uh, so no, go watch watch. But Pulp Fiction. he learned that oh, yeah, from Vincent
2: minute. and then carried it over to. Gotcha.
1: Yes, because he asked him like, Do you know, "Well, because you know, you here are I these guys." Down? Oh, am I, and maybe my favorite line from the whole thing: "Check out the big brains on bread." <laughs> <laughs> brains on Brad. That's right. Uh, the whole thing. There's. It's, it's the perfect. Samuel Jackson was so good. In he's him. so good, and it,
2: not just this scene. Think about the scenes with like Mr. Wolf and, or no, no, no I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. The uh, the restaurant scene where he gets his wallet taken. Oh yeah, yeah. Like,
1: and and he goes back to the Ezekiel. Line because he's like, mm-hmm. you know, I used to say that, you know, just to sound like, you know, one bad mofo or whatever. Uh, or just but then, to, then he
2: breaks it down like the three different meanings it could mean now. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just Samuel Jackson is so good. And let's get back to the scene because that's what we're really focusing on. But it's just hard. Like he, he, he carries that movie. Yeah. Uh, so, so much. It's just, I don't know. He,
1: and he's perfect because Tarantino's dialogue is so funny, but so violent at the same time. And I mean, that's same L. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, he, he can project, you know, he can be really, really scary. Brad and his buddies were scared as much, but he was saying hilarious things at the same time.
0: Yeah.
1: Anything you want to add, Rachel?
0: No. <laughs>
4: <Just> <laughs> look, Pulp scene. Fiction is
2: like, I mean, look, it, it more or less was mine since I cheated on my number one too. So yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just it's- a cool, it's a cool scene. In pop culture, it's a cool scene in movies. Yeah, it's just it's just a cool ass scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a great great scene. Uh, Rachel, what are some of your honorable mentions? Don't really have any.
0: I made this list while you were talking, so <laughs> it's been a bad day for me to have time to do things. Clearly, it's You don't it's admit not...
1: that if you do well,
0: it. Well, you asked me straight out. Now, I don't know what to do. I hope Jacob cuts this whole part out, but he probably won't.
2: I probably put it at the beginning now.
0: <laughs> you put me on the spot, and I didn't write down. I was too busy making the list. I wrote down no honorable mentions. Uh, well- I will say. No, I did. I did, actually. When didn't make it. Um. In, in *Glorious Bastards*, the the Hitler scene with the movie theater burning. Yes, <laughs> I like that scene simply because I was like. L- Quentin Tarantino has some huge balls to just rewrite history, however he feels yeah. like it. And yeah. it was such an epic scene.
2: Yeah, it was. a. I, I was like, what is going
1: on? Yeah,
0: exactly. But yeah. you're like, yep, Tarantino would do that. Yeah. He'll no, just do whatever, whatever he correct,
2: wants. Mr. Tarantino. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, there is there is one scene that that's kind of standing out to me that I was mentioning. I'm curious if Jacob will during his honorable mentions. What are your honorable mentions, Jacob?
2: Uh, I've got a uh, couple here um i love i shot marvin in the face
1: that is a great scene that is a great scene i mean it's
2: right after they leave the apartment and yeah and and jules is having the i can't believe that we just survived that I'm, that's it yes. i'm retiring i'm quitting vince is like what are you talking about you're not going to quit and he turns around and looks at marvin, and says, marvin <laughs> and he's, what's your you, opinion yeah, boom you it's so shocking hard yeah it's at, hilarious at, at, at how how terrible it was! How gross it was! It was horrible! And all the, and everything that transpired after that. And actually, another one of mine is Wister Wolf and oh, Mr. Kirtel Wolf. Oh, Mr. Wolf! Yeah, yeah. And Quentin Tarantino was great in that
1: too. And, That's his best. You know, he you know in his early movies he he placed himself in the movies. Right. Then I think he learned. Like, oh, I guess I'm not the best actor. But that scene is his best acting yeah. he's ever done. He's 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 great in it. It's yeah. just the whole thing. The Dead in then... storage. Right. <laughs> did yeah. you see a sign that said dead in storage? Uh, uh-uh. Oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> you yeah, just yeah. Said no. <laughs> sorry. You yeah. thought I was asking you <laughs> <laughs> when you drove up to Rachel's place did sorry. you see
2: a sign? That said, <laughs> 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 yeah I, so that was both of those just there's so much in Pulp Fiction fake fiction. I'm <laughs> just I'm just nailing it here. <laughs> uh, another one from Pulp Fiction is like is getting his wallet out of is yes. the restaurant scene and like hey reaching to get my wallet out and he's got uh, Tim Roth you know gunpoint. That's a very intense calm scene, but it's just like like what's you know what's going to go down because you've got uh, Honey Bunny pointing a gun yes. at him and you've got Vincent pointing his gun at you know Honey Bunny and it's yeah. just it's just. Too much stuff going on. I mean, there's a reason why Pulp Fiction is number five all time on IMDb. It's, I know it's IMDb's list, but even on say Watch Mojo's list, Pulp Fiction is in their top ten all time movies. Yeah, it's my number
1: four favorite movie of all time.
2: Um, the uh, see, I have uh, from also Django and Chain, the sh- the shooting of Bill Sharp, the sheriff. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, so Doctor Schultz and uh, basically and Marshall Tatum, played by Tom Wopat, aka Luke Duke yeah uh in yeah. the entire town of dodger he sit there and witness you know, the schultz make his argument as to why he just shot this man in cold blood in front of all of them and at the very end of it because it's so professional and so it's just like look here's all my documented papers yes. if you have any questions i advise you that you wire so-and-so right now in austin and get to the bottom of this yes. and the entire town just like very slowly like lowering their guns and looking at each other like what's going on like it's just a really it just happens out of nowhere you it, it's just it's just too funny it's just it's, it was just a great scene yeah. because it was subtle um, it was well executed it's just a quick ten minutes of the movie and never you never see anybody else in that again yeah. which actually happens quite a bit in Django Unchained it does between Don actually. Johnson yes um, uh, what's his name we just talked about who was in oh gosh he's in Nebraska um, oh Bruce Dern Bruce Dern had, yeah. you know, he has yes. some scenes like that in it too so uh, that's that's some of the reasons why I like Jengo so much. Uh I do want to say like Tim Roth and the fake story in Reservoir Dogs. That's a good one. That's,
1: oh, I love that yeah. whole scene. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's a great choice. Uh, very,
2: very that's that's to me uh iconic Tarantino yes, as well. For sure. That's that's up there for one of the big ones, but it's just not my favorite. Yeah. Um I had the crazy eighty eights written down rage for the, the black and white Emma Thurman. And then um I, I, I really I really thought about putting the blowjob story from the hateful eight at number three. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. That's one of the hardest laughs I've had regarding a drama or something like this. Comedy—you're watching a, you know, a comedy movie is one thing, but when you watch a something like this and you have that kind of a story, I'll never forget my audience. Like that could be like even a movie experience. Like, I was laughing so hard. That's so, at great. so many elements. Bruce Banner's face. <laughs> that was and, so great! And the size, of, so... and the size of that gets no, nuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over it. Well, and how
1: into it Samuel L. J- Jackson got was great too. He sold it so. Oh yeah, well.
2: yeah. There's three elements to that, and Samuel L. Jackson's the yeah. third. I mean, that actor who plays the naked guy for the rest of his life is going to be like, <laughs> like, hey, that's what they're going to know him as. That's what everyone's going to know that guy as. Is I the guy, didn't even notice. The naked did you? Guy did with this?
1: I did, I did. I did. Re- notices his balls I'm, were really I'm big. googling it right I, now. I, I, definitely, I definitely noticed. I don't know it. what
0: to search for though. Hateful eight balls. Oh my <laughs> yeah,
1: that's if you find the image, that's what you should make for this podcast image. Oh my <laughs> <sucks for> <laughs> um my uh, <laughs> my uh honorable mentions uh you guys actually or some of the ones that you guys had um I had the fight scene from Kill Bill. I also had the scene from Inglorious Bastards that you both had listed, um, and the Reservoir Dogs scene that you had mentioned. The uh, tipping scene. Uh, the other ones I wanted to mention um, from Death Proof when they killed stuntman Mike. Um, I was I was pretty disappointed for the most part in Death Proof, but I did like stuntman Mike and the way that you know the. The kind of fun glee and killing stuntman Mike and that whole hunt was pretty fun. Jackie Brown was another movie I didn't love, but I really liked the Robert De Niro, Bridget Fonda sex scene. Um, Is that
2: the one that lasts for like just a couple seconds or something like that?
1: Yeah, it's it's the most memorable scene to me, and it's just kind of
2: do not remember Jackie
1: Brown very well. Honestly, it's the only Tarantino movie that I only watched once. Well, some
2: critics think it's
1: his best movie. I know it's it's really love or hate, and I shouldn't say hate. I liked it, but it's my least favorite Tarantina for me to not movie. even
2: remember a scene out of it. And I've watched that movie in the last five years that says something, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, it does. And honestly, the only reason I made this list is because it's literally the only movie, the only scene I remember from Jackie Brown, okay. like that I can. So you're trying to about. just give it its respect. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. What I wanted to mention though, um, I was kind of surprised this never got brought up because it's such an iconic scene. The, uh, gold watch scene. Christopher Walken. Yeah, that and, is weird. In Pulp Fiction, it's, right it's a really, really iconic scene, you know. And it's a short. It's basically a monologue. Mm-hmm. It's just Christopher Walken telling the story about the gold watch. And you know, Gosh, it's cool it's, because it's, all one take, isn't it? it's one take. That's all it is. It's Christopher Walken talking to Bruce Willis's, uh, you know, boy, car- his as Younger a boy. Self, yeah. yeah. And it's great because, you know, we've we've seen the build up to this gold watch and why does it mean so much to him? Like what he's going crazy about this watch and then you find out why it's such a big deal and you know, and seeing everything that is
2: why he's so <laughs> uptight about it. Oh, <laughs> but, <nice>. in- <laughs> uh,
1: but in classic Tarantino fashion, it's this really, you know, great story that's intense but then packed with humor. Yeah. And, of course, Christopher Walken delivered it so well. And the other scene I want to mention is also from Pulp Fiction. Another iconic scene that I love is the uh, needle injection.
0: Oh yeah, the yeah. heart and uh, Yeah, yeah
1: like injection. Go through the, just because it's really intense, and and again, I think a lot of us are like, can,
2: can that really happen?
1: Yeah, no, you do wonder. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's so intense.
2: Where well, I'm naive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. But John Travolta, the back and forth between John Travolta and Eric Stoltz, yeah. is so hilarious in the scene. Like they're like yelling and get mad, and really between uh, uh, Eric Stoltz and, and Arquette, his wife in it is really hilarious too. Yeah, that too. is.
2: That is. Yeah, the the dialogue very chaotic. Yeah, it's all chaotic. Too natural, almost.
1: Yes, it feels real. It feels like a real scene. It feels Mm -hmm. like somebody really is overdosing and they're panicking. You got this drug dealer like, well, I got a needle, I don't know, and you're trying to find it, and you know Mm -hmm. it's somewhere. And then when he does it, it's so intense. The countdown to doing it is so intense. She jumps up, and it's kind of like this hilarious moment of relief. Yeah. Um, But I but I always love that scene.
2: Isn't it crazy? Like Tarantino's only done. Eight or nine movies, however you want to put it, and I'm actually really shocked at how we were able to flesh out this many scenes. Yeah, that's how great
1: his yes. movies are. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. It's exa- his writing. His, that that is really is incredible because you could take, you know, a director who might have thirty. films. Did you say Scorsese? Yeah. We would struggle even with Scorsese to find this many epic scenes. That's true. We probably talk about ten and
2: fifteen. I mean, yeah, I can think about maybe three or four, but like the fifteen-ish.
1: Yeah, it would be it would be a struggle to come up with that many. You know, because a lot of movies are great, but Tarantino has so many great scenes that make up a movie. Yeah. So that is our our love letter to Quentin Tarantino our top five favorite Tarantino scenes. Did we leave any out? Let us know in the comments section on our SoundCloud or our Facebook. Thank you so much for listening to Pulp Fiction.
0: Still trying to find this guy's balls. <laughs> I heard. have recorded that. That should have been the way it It's still going.